Welcome to episode 157 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Brian Levin. And I'm Ren Jackson. This episode, we hung out with Corey Westerhold. He's a longtime friend, first time guest. He's a designer at Facebook, previously at Twitter, Apple, agencies, print, and back and back he goes. Uh, we had a super fun conversation chatting about all sorts of things from portfolios to spelling Corey with a K to Android. Uh, it was a really fun conversation. We hope you enjoy it. If you do, let us know what you think. We're on Twitter at Design Details FM, or of course, uh, listen to some of our other podcasts if you want to hear more about design and development from the Spec Network. Uh, you can find all of the shows on our network at spec.fm. You said that so aggressively. <laughs> or <laughs> you can uh, follow us on Twitter there uh, at spec.fm as well. So design details, spec.fm, get lots of podcasts, and let's we're, listen to Corey. We're a network. Hey, check that out. And with that, let's get into episode 157 with Corey Westerhold. Hi, I'm Corey. Uh, I'm a designer at Facebook. Um, some would say product designer. What would you say? Designer. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm a designer at Facebook. Um, I don't want to talk about work stuff. Too bad. I do some app stuff on the side. Um, I really like talking about watches, mm-hmm. smart watches, apparently, mm-hmm. um, and video games, uh, music, photography, that kind of stuff. Um, I originally had the goal of, and I've already let my secret out of trying to spend an entire hour not talking about anything design related. Uh-huh. Hey, no one knew um, that. That was a spoiler. <laughs> a spoiler. <laughs> Let's start this thing over. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all. Cool. That's all I want to say about myself. What are you working on right now? Um, I work, I'm working on newsfeed. Huh. I thought uh, you said you didn't want to talk about work. Oh, I don't. So what are you working on? It's, it's hard not because work. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about design, but I really want to like answer your questions as yo, well as possible. Yo, so yo, there's yo. this like tension. You could say I'm working on, mining this entire planet made of emerald <laughs> dude i did i got over a million almost a million and a half units yesterday it was amazing in no man's sky no man's sky you guys we, both play this yes we were actually playing right before we came into the studio i yeah. don't play this you what just is, played it i played it for two minutes and i didn't know what i was doing <laughs> what's no man's sky do you want to do you want me to say yes um no man's sky is a procedurally generated video game uh exploring it's like it's an exploration game but it's also like it's a game about the sky for women only yes it's no no woman's sky no man's no no, it's no man's sky it's only women it's only women um well let's not be so binary fellas (laughs) um yeah it's 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 partly like a space exploration are you laughing or are you leaning (laughs) down slurp (laughs) the orange juice off the table oh my god Oh man, it's like Lord of the Flies in here right Please now. Please keep that in. It, it, <laughs> it puddled up and I really wanted it. <laughs> he just put his mouth on the table like a little fly. <laughs> what were we talking about? about no Let's Man's restart Sky. that part. No, 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 that was great. No, I think it needs to stay in. That needs to stay. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's partly like, like a space exploration game and it's partly like an uh, inventory management game, partly like a strategy game partly like a fight it's like all of these things rolled into one and and i think like i've read review or interviews with the creator this guy sean murray and he's kind of said like it can be whatever you want it to be um it's do you pres- like it's do you like, like games it's like, like, like the biggest game it, yeah it's it's 14.8 quadrillion planets or something like that it's 18 Bren. is it though quid quid something but are, are you so certain of that <laughs> i know it's 18 okay question what's the point of that 
Isn't isn't that I don't, just? I don't know if anybody knows. Like, it's kind that of like, it, it's it, a little too big. It frankly. seems like yeah. a marketing a marketing thing flexing. Like, hey, we have computational power. Yeah, it has no impact well, on you as kinda, the user. To, they to, have only as much computational power as the platform they release it on. To to sure. bring it back to like a design concept, yeah. it's it's an exercise in like could versus should. It's exactly. like we can do this. It's should we have done this? It's planetary nine patches everywhere. <laughs> well, that's what I'm curious about. You said. The guy says it can be whatever you want it to be. Right. Is that good for a game? No. I don't I, I don't know if I've ever played a game like that before. Um, it, it almost like doesn't have a point of view. So I don't know yet. Do you think games should have a point of view? Should any product have like an opinion? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Maybe. So should this product have more of an opinion? Maybe. Yes. I think so. I think that would give but that, it... that opinion could change tomorrow. But you, you, know? just, you just discovered like a storyline. Whereas, yeah. like, I'm still just like randomly yeah, yeah, exploring yeah. things. So, like, I just want to find a cool ship, and I just found a cool ship. So, the question then becomes: it, Should it have a? Maybe the game does have an opinion. Um, it's so big, <laughs> you and and it's, it's so in the hands big. of the user to like figure out like how to play it and like what it is. Like, like, yeah, Brenda said I I stumbled onto last night like kind of like these these very like loose threads of what seems to be like a greater storyline that's happening um and they've been like very opaque in explaining the game and like what it's about and mm. part of me at least the, when i went to bed last night part of me was thinking like because i was thinking about it as i was falling asleep <laughs> <laughs> my wife lays beside me dreaming i, I get um, she's like, i love you and i was like i love games um, <laughs> i love no man's sky uh thanks for listening to this jocelyn <laughs> maybe they're being like in intentionally vague so that you discover it versus like giving everything away or um, there just isn't a thing. Or there's a thing. I I can't believe it. It could be either. I I'm leaning right now towards there is a thing and they just haven't told people about it yet. Because there's definitely like some story happening. Would you consider yourself some, an optimist? No. I'm definitely a pessimist. Really? Yes. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like thinking through. <laughs> Shit. Or you have to like cut out <laughs> all that space. Or what what what's Games the optimist, Corey Westerhold? <laughs> no, I don't know. Are you talking about yeah, games or life? Life. In life? Either um, or. Why not both? Yeah, why not both? Game can is have, life. Can you, can you have both? Yeah, life's not binary. I'm, I'm both. Okay. It depends on the day. It depends on the day. Huh. Um, I, would, I would think I'm an optimist some days, and I'm, re- I'm feeling very pessimistic right now about this situation, but- um, Sorry. <laughs> just, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> I, I think it's interesting, though, this idea of having an opinion about the way people should use right. your thing. And I don't know if it's different between video games or products, especially working at a place like Facebook. Should Software. Facebook- yeah, software. Should should software have an opinion of the way people are going to use it, or is that on a per case basis, or is it let's let's just make this thing and let people form their own opinions about what's the best way to use it? I think of hmm. like Snapchat would be, I don't know, unopinionated. Is it unopinionated though? I think they let people figure out the way they want people to use it, and it's become and then they yeah, but they they've only those, given you a really kind of a couple ways for you to use it. Yeah, right? but those emerged out of aren't those the opinions right? like store. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, aren't those? Yeah. At some level, also, at some we level, should, we should define what's a software opinion. At yeah. some level, like everything has an opinion. You know, like you can look at products that maybe don't have as as much of an opinion. Okay, and I know I, this is weird, like varying into like workland, but like you look at newsfeed. Like you could say, like, does newsfeed have an opinion? I can look at newsfeed and say, like, no, it, it kind of doesn't. It just like it it is a container for all of the stuff that your friends are posting. You know, so it doesn't have like a, a very like overt opinion about like 
certain things. But then again, it does because it's like ranked and stuff like that. And so it has an opinion that way. But at like a very base level, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at a very base level, like all everything has an opinion. All of these Art. like digital products that we make have an opinion because it's like the the product itself is an opinion. Like, is it is our it, opinions just like human algorithms? <laughs> I don't know. Are we just human algorithmic algorithm? feeds? <laughs> It, is the opinion in something like Newsfeed or, or an app, is that is that a result of the company or a result of the individual people? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it varies from from piece of software to be like say product. I'm refusing. Okay, Thank why? you, Tara, for yeah, like why making me not want to say product, product. I don't know. Like, I've always kind of, it, there's always been this this element of whenever I say that, when people, you know, what do you do, you know, for your job and your life? And I say, oh, I'm a product designer at, X, you know, Apple or I'm a product, whatever. So <laughs> and you lift your I chin up and you say, <laughs> I snub my nose at them. Do you know what that is? And then I kick them from my throat. No. <laughs> yeah. um, no. So I actually don't have as much of a problem of it or haven't had as much of a problem with it recently, like being at Facebook and there was a, even being at Twitter before then, uh, before being at Facebook, where I kind of like ran into it for the first time. The problem I had with it for the first time was at Apple. And, you know, people, you know, I worked at Apple for like four and a half years and people say, oh, you know, what do you do? And you're like, oh, I'm a product designer, you know, and, and people always jump to like me, like actually like designing hardware, you know? Um, I think that's where like the rub has always come for me with the whole like product designer thing is products feel like tangible and physical. And I think you could argue in a lot of ways, like, you know, the software that we use on our phones, that is tangible, you know, like these are just pixels on a screen, but we're like, we're manipulating them with our hands in the same way we would like a physical product, but it, it still feels like a little aspirational, you know, like, oh, I'm a product designer and a little like out of touch. Um, and then, so yesterday, Tara Mann asked this question. She's like, you know, why, why do we call ourselves product designers? Why don't we call ourselves like software designers? Like, why isn't that bit of vernacular like caught on and it just like it resonated you know and, it, and mm-hmm. i was just thinking about that all day when i wasn't thinking about no man's sky for 10 hours yesterday i was just thinking about that i was like why don't we call ourselves that you know like that is actually like more true to what we do than the idea of like product design it's, it's more, more communicative f- for what we that's do, what i tell people right? when i'm not in silicon valley like what when I go software home designer and people say what do you do i say i, I work on software yeah i just say I because if you say apps. product design they're like I, I think it's either hardware or I've had people jump to like fashion well, design. Oh, really? This is something I've recently had to rethink just because I'm not designing apps day in and day out anymore. Like I had a serious like crisis of identity about it too. Really? <laughs> who am I? Yeah. Like who am I? So <laughs> Zoolander. So my, <laughs> yeah, my new <laughs> title is designer advocate and that okay. made me like deeply uncomfortable. Design advocate or designer advocate? Designer advocate. So I spend. So are you an advocate who's like crafted the way you look? <laughs> so I, I spend like more in half stores? my time with like companies that are using our product and mm-hmm. then build like tiny things to like help them do it better or mm-hmm. like communicate between the company and like the people we're working with, mm-hmm. which is like really exciting. And like the work I get to do is like amazing. Like I love doing the work, but like I'm like, wait, I'm not designing a product right now. Yeah. Like what what do I do? But what, you're still, how, how do I use my hands? You're still designing, right? Yeah. yeah but I just, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know how to deal with it. Like when I think about what the work is, I'm like super excited about it. But when I'm like, I'm not just a designer anymore. Like what, I'm not just like called a designer. Can I is, just be called yeah. a designer? Is this an issue Why? of title? Maybe it is. 
Like why, why do we feel the need to call ourselves anything other than a designer? Why do we have so, to be specific? Then? Well, so, okay, specificity so for people specific, to understand what we do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, a, so it's helping other people. Do. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I was trying to sell a developer advocate uh, internally the other day as as a developer role. And my boss said to me, oh, well, he's a developer advocate right now. So I didn't think he was like that good. And I was like, oh, shit. He doesn't think you're a good designer. I was like, what? What? Hmm. Like that freaked me out. I'm like, wait. Hang on. They're usually not the best. Hmm. I don't think it has to be that way. I, I don't you either. Can be a designer who advocates for the people that use your product and whether or not you're actually working on the core product or like side things that help them or tutorials mm-hmm. well, and all that kind of stuff. What bothers it's me all I- problem solving in at the aim of making your users' lives better. Mm-hmm. What the thing that bothers me about is just like, well, I could just be the best fit for the role instead of like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. I could be the best at working with the community to build quick things to fix it. Like that's something I do a lot of. That's something I did a lot before I joined the team. Yeah. It made me deeply uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. As much as we say we like like I generally often say, like I don't give a shit about titles. You know, I don't chase titles. Totally. Um, but but I do. Like <laughs> we, we do. <laughs> like no matter uh. I might not care about it myself, um, which deep down I probably do. And it's just a way for me like to flack the fact that I don't have like like a creative director role or something like that. Um, but that's been like a choice, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I was, before I came to Facebook, I was actually interviewing uh, at this startup and it was gonna be a great title for like a pretty good brand. And it was like the first time that I had opportunity to like chase after a title. And that actually, like for the first time, like in, I think in my, my whole career, like felt like it was gonna mean something. Um, I ended up like not taking it because like the Facebook thing was was too good to like pass up and like working for Jeff was I was really stoked to do that. Jeff Tehan, Jeff Tehan at GT on the Twitters. Um, <laughs> oh, he and I had a show at one point that was pretty entertaining. Oh, did you really? We did it on bumpers for like really. A week. We did like well three days. <laughs> it was very funny. We tried doing it, but they didn't support like two way thinking, so we had to do a lot of hacks and it was a lot of effort. But oh. it was really fun. Bumpers, I remember that. Was it way Whoa, back three weeks that's ago? That's cold. <laughs> cold. Oh man. Um, what were we talking about? I don't remember. You but, oh, ch- yeah, you're titles, chasing titles. a title and then you yeah, didn't. Yeah, yeah, and then I didn't. But yeah, it just like we like even like we're you know, like de- design advocates. Like I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. You know, um, does no that, one does. Yeah, you know, there's and a so bunch of like, people who have that title. I found it at Google and Mozilla. Like that's how I like, really? found the title. So like, well, we want you to be a designer, but we want you to work on our like community side of things, like yeah. spend time building stuff with the community. Yeah. I was like, okay, that sounds fun. Like education, stuff like that. So in awesome. some cases, the title is detrimental and in some cases, the title is helpful. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think it's but only it's hard ever to control. It, like it depends on who your audience, like if, if the person you're talking to like understands what that is or not, you know? So outside of here, designer. My last job Interesting. was, to, I, I was hired as the first designer to build a team of designers. So I was like head design of design, designer. but I was like, <laughs> no, but I just want to be like be called designer. Is that cool? Yeah. And so then when I was like looking for other things or like talking to other people, I was like, well, I'm, I'm head of design, but I call myself designer. Like this, mm-hmm. this is weird. I want to be like qualify it. I want to be a CDO at a startup with one designer. So every first designer is like, <laughs> Yeah, can I just be like a VP of design? <laughs> Chief? Yes. Chief, please? <laughs> uh, Chief design officer. <laughs> you, okay, hang on. I actually am curious. So you you ended up not chasing the title. You you are a product designer at Facebook. Yes. Whether or not you like that title or not. 
Yes. Okay. I think that's like at Facebook. We're all product designers, right? Isn't mm-hmm. that kind of like the, the kind of like the standard like title for all of us? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How did you end up working on Newsfeed? Um, I so I Jeff actually at GT on Twitter. Um, <laughs> Jeff had reached out to me. Uh, I've known it's funny. I'd known Jeff on Twitter for years, man. Like mm-hmm. since almost like the early days of Twitter. Um, like back since in almost like, 07, like all 08. ten years ago. Um, this is the early days of Twitter, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, it really hasn't been that long, unless you're Brian. Yeah, <laughs> your whole life. My whole life. <laughs> the Brian, scale shrinks. Brian is ten. Um, yeah. So yeah, like the early days of Twitter. Um, I actually met Jeff on Twitter through a buddy of mine who I had worked with back in my agency days. Uh, this guy Daryl. Um, and just kind of like got to know Jeff through Daryl Whitelaw. I know um, that name. Yeah. An incendiary figure on the Twitters. Um, oh, is that a thing? What? I don't know. I guess I don't know him that well. No, Daryl's awesome. Um, I'm just kidding around. Um, yeah, so Daryl, he was buddies with Daryl. I guess he had done some work with with uh, Jeff um, when he was at TNN and Lax. And so I just kind of got to know Jeff through that and mm. Twitter. And we go back and forth a bunch. And then you know, TNN and Lax, that whole thing went down um, a couple years ago um, or last or year before yeah, last. Fairly actually. recently. Yeah, fairly recently. That's another thing that happens when you're old. Just like time just disappears. It happened in the past. Um, <laughs> that happens <laughs> at some point. A lot. You don't have to be super old to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just have to be busy. Right when Jeff moved out to uh, out here to the valley, um, he had reached out. He was like, "Hey, man, I'm in. You know, I'm in town now. You want to get a beer?" And so I went one night and had to get, had a beer with him and um, kind of like was talking to me about the idea of, of Facebook. And so we had that conversation and it was just like, I had only been at Twitter for a couple months shortly after my app launched, um, new Bible this app I worked on shortly after it launched, uh, Julie had reached out and was like, Hey, you know, I'd love to like have coffee. And so I came down one afternoon, um, to, to the campus to 20 and uh, we MPK had coffee. 20 is MPK beautiful. 20. It's gorgeous. Right. Frank Gary. Uh-huh. Um, so we had like coffee as of, that was the first time I had been to MPK 20. I'd been to the old was it the coffee a, shop on the roof. No, no, it was, it was St. Frank's, which actually have you, you've been over there, right? Um, I'm assuming you've been over I there. I haven't been to MPK 20 in a little while. What? Why are you inviting I, him I over, back, man? I, I went want, there like, I, don't want this, uh, <laughs> I went there like two weeks ago, but we didn't go to 20. Classic, oh, okay, cool. Classic. So this is my first time to 20. So MPK stands for Menlo Park. Yes. And for 20 some is reason, a building why isn't number. It MP. Menlo Park is actually just MP. Campus with a K. Campus with a K. Um, so yeah, anyways, Julie like, you know, had reached out and she was like, Hey, like, there was this this bit on uh Fast Company about the app. And I guess somebody had sent it to her and she'd read it. And so she invited me down. We had coffee and and this was only a few months after this. So I hadn't even been at at Twitter for six months yet. I think it was like right at like my six month anniversary. And um <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> I don't know. Come on. <laughs> Dude, at Twitter it was a thing. Six it, months six months anniversary. In, ter- in my head. Six wow. months you get half, like a thing. half a candle, no wick. <laughs> <laughs> it's your halfway point on vesting. Yeah. Um like six more months. I made it halfway. Half, half of nothing. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're here for the next six months for sure now. <laughs> when I fully vested, that was also half of nothing. <laughs> I hope somebody from Twitter is listening to this. Jack, um, does he listen to this? Probably. Yeah, not. yeah. Jack, Jack. Yeah, he's close. our Regular listener. He's our biggest fan. Big yeah. fan. He, does he, he call in? Yeah, he. <laughs> Long time listener. He keeps asking. <laughs> Long time listener, <laughs> first time caller. Yeah, he wants to come on, but we're saying, eh, uh, we want real designers. Um, so. 
Sorry. I really hope Jack doesn't <laughs> listen to this. Somebody's going to forward this to him now. Anyways, uh, so yeah, I had been there like six months. Um, and, and she was like, you know, we're looking for like, you know, a little bit more senior people. And I was like, it's not like not the right time. And my app had just, you know, recently come out. And I was just like under a lot of like stress between like basically working two full-time jobs. And so- Being interviewed on FASCO. Um, whatever. Um <laughs> I said some Fast stuff on there. You're so modest. Didn't want them to. I was like, I didn't when I like when that stuff happens. I'm not going to remember any of this either. But like, I like black out. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. There's like, this like thing that happens. It's like I don't remember. I'm just like talking and I'm like opening my mouth and like shit's like pouring out of my mouth. I don't know what I'm saying. And I apparently we were being interviewed. And it was like me and my partner and then my wife were, was sitting there and my wife does PR. And so she's like in those situations mm-hmm. where she's like, don't say that. And I was like saying some stuff and I saw her and she's like, don't say that. Um, or like beforehand, we should, she had said like, try not to hit on these topics. And I just said the stuff anyways. And I was like, oh, but she's probably the girl who, uh, this girl Ainsley who wrote the article, she's, oh, she's probably not going to like pick up on what I was like the, the subtext of what I was saying. And she totally picked up on it and like, so that's just, I was so I was nervous. Anyways, um, that's neither here nor there. Um, we we're talking about you're at coffee with Julian. Oh yeah, so I was having coffee with Julian. I'd only been there like six months, and so I was like, you know, this is great. I think it'd be like a good fit, but it's like the time's not right. And so, um, yeah, six seven months later after that, um, some stuff just and I want to get into like the, the politics of it, but I was just like a little unhappy. Okay. Um, at Twitter, and so uh. I just like outwardly like reached out to Jeff and I was like, Hey man, like, are you looking for anybody? And he was like, totally. And like a week later I was like doing interviews. And then shortly after that, I was, I was on the newsfeed team. Were you looking to work with Jeff or were you looking to work on newsfeed? I was looking to work with Jeff, honestly. So the product um, didn't matter if he had been I mean, working product, on the product. Kind it's of easy that? to say that the product, Oh, <laughs> the product didn't matter. It's just the product did matter. Sure. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, Only yeah. a billion people use it. It's cool. I, I, that's one billion. Which is, that's that's peanuts compared to yeah, <laughs> compared to the listenership of this podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, dude. to the billion listening right this now. This is gonna blow your mind. Um, to the billion plus. Um, so yeah, it was it was honestly it was like mainly to work with Jeff. Um, I've just been like I think the way he talks about design and thinks about design has always been like really uh, leading and inspirational for me. And so like to have the chance to like work alongside him for a while was kind of a chance I couldn't like pass up. So uh, it was mainly work with Jeff, but then it was honestly like just to work at Facebook, you know, like I, there was a time not too long ago where I definitely like wouldn't have taken that job because I've not been like a, a Facebook user for like the longest time. Like honestly, like most of my kind of like social interaction happens on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't happen on Facebook. Um, and so the idea of working at Facebook wasn't, like the most appealing to me. But, um, once I like met Julie, like Julie is intimidatingly like brilliant. Um, I, I feel like whenever I'm around her, like talking to her, like I get like hot and sweaty and I get like hot flashes and I black out. And I actually did that in my interview. Like my interview day, um, was for the most part, I I think was great. Uh, I I remember the day (laughs) I I, was hospitalized. I barely like, so the first part of my interview process with her or with, with the team was like, I thought it was like really positive and really good. And we had like great conversations. Um, and then like the end of my interview day was, was me meeting with Julie and I met with her and I, I just started getting like really, and I don't, I had only had like three nights, three hours sleep the night before. 
for some reason, I think I was up like working out as we do, like working on my yep. like presentation. So I only like three nights sleep and I hadn't three hours of sleep. Three nights sleep. Three hours of sleep. Three Sorry. nights. Worth I of only sleep. got three I'm, nights I'm, I'm of blacking sleep. out right now. I, I What's happening in that interview is happening right now. Um, so yeah, I had like three hours of sleep the night before, and then I I hadn't eaten very well, and it was like the end of the day, so it was like four o'clock in the afternoon, and it's just like you're having all these conversations and stuff, and so um, I remember she walks in the room and we start talking, and she asked me a question, and all of a sudden I just like break out sweating. And my face goes like beet red. And I was like, what is happening right now? And I just like feel like I blacked out a little bit. And I was like, I freaking blew this. Inter- I, I blew it. I blew the interview. And I remember going home that night and my wife, my wife, I think had been up in the city uh, working and she texted me. She's like, how'd it go? I was like, oh man, I just, I'm on to the next one. You know, like that did not go well. So I think a couple of days later, Jeff reached out and was like, hey, you know. You kind of fucked didn't... up your interview, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but let me ask you this one question for the million dollars. What did he actually say, though? Um, no, he was like, you know, like, yeah, you know, he's like, I th- everybody had like really good feedback. We have a couple of concerns um, about some of the stuff. I think one of them was like working with data. It's like, you know, I'd only been at Twitter a year at that point, And before that I was at Apple and they're like, what's data? You know, what's research? What? Um <laughs> And so, uh, but yeah, I ended up getting the job, um, and I'm excited. Does that answer your question? That was a very yeah. Long do you have answer. advice for people that might be going through a similarly stressful interview? Um, do I have any advice? Don't do it. Don't blow it. JK. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't fuck this up. It's gonna change your life forever. It's irreversible. Um, I think just I think my advice, just if you're interviewing, it's not like for Facebook or any of these companies. You know, I, and it's just like honestly, like just be yourself and it sounds like such a just like pie in the sky thing to say um absolutely just like be yourself um oftentimes i i feel like like i got very very lucky in kind of like stumbling and tripping and falling into a career um i don't think it had anything to do with ability i I really think it just i happened to be around some people that like liked spending time with me and wanted me on their teams Mm -hmm. Um, and so that has kind of like snowballed into me, like having a, a, a relatively decent You know, career, I wasn't so. very good, but I was just so cool that people wanted to hang <laughs> I, out all the time. Basically, I'm saying. pretty fun to hang no, out No, but with. I was like, I, I was just, yeah. I, I have this, know. I have this like problem. I, I, I hate talking about myself. Um, I have this thing where it kind of doesn't matter who I'm in front of or who I'm like talking to. I, I kind of like. In the same with everybody for the most part, um, which is to say like a little maybe reckless with my language and really a little reckless with like barriers and stuff. And so um, that's just luckily like worked out. Luckily, you're not okay. an asshole. Um, no, I am an asshole. Uh, <laughs> apparently only assholes hire me. Um, <laughs> hey, Jeff. <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. Um, yeah, just be yourself. Like I think when people, I know when I've interviewed people, like there's a thing like when you're growing up, like you remember when you're growing up and you're like you're like make doing make believe and like playing playing pretend. It's like oh, you mean, I'm like so pretending like to be like yeah, a doctor. Yes, yesterday, yeah. <laughs> the age thing keeps coming out, doesn't it? Um, no, no, no. I wasn't saying age. I was just saying like actually yesterday. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. There's this thing where like when you're a kid, you like you like you almost pretend what you think. You know, like you when you're like oh you're playing 
do- playing doctor has things, but like, say you're pretending to be, um, I'm pretending to be an astronaut. You know, I'm sure. pretending to be an adult. And I'm I playing No Man's way, Sky, pretending to be an astronaut. <laughs> I'm acting the way I think an adult acts. And it's like this, this exaggerated version of adulthood. It's, it's this exaggerated version of like what it's, you it's think Frasier. a person is supposed to be like from the perspective of somebody who isn't that. And so, uh-huh. Um, I, I think in a lot I of ways see. we, as designers, sometimes we like, we talk in ways and we, we over project like how bright we are or, or how good we are. And, and I think that comes sometimes can come through as inauthentic. And, and so I think by just like owning who you are and being yourself, like, like you might, you know, you might not be the, the right person for the job, but like, at least you were kind of like true to wouldn't you know, yourself and because i think and you're not projecting that inauthenticity mm-hmm. wouldn't um, the worst fakeness wouldn't the worst thing be if you got hired to be someone else yeah yeah like because you you're can't screwed. do that yeah yeah then you're screwed you know you um, will fail at that tell me if this is good advice because people reach out and what what do i do for interviews and yeah a piece of advice i like to give is if you did something bad or like you launched a product that didn't work just say it like talk about that and talk about what you learned yeah talk Mm -hmm. talk about it and then say if i'd had the chance to do it again i would have done this differently or we would have tried this or Or based on this data yeah like don't say that everything you launched was successful because that's That's a lie bullshit and even if it's true you're gonna be set up for really bad time at a company like facebook where you're gonna launch a lot of things that need iteration and experimentation right yeah, I think I'm still really sad that you took your portfolio down because it was a really good portfolio. Thanks, buddy. I have it was a really good example. You should have put that back up. A, a good example of what? Failure? No, a good example of like... Ta- <laughs> we were just talking about failure. I don't know. I just yelled at the if mic. If I can think of one portfolio that had crappy products on it, uh, it's yours. He- <laughs> <laughs> when Thanks, I think buddy. of crappy products... <laughs> Um, I think of Brian's portfolio. Do you guys? Do you guys? <laughs> literally, so you every, don't have a portfolio. No, like every product right? I've no. worked on has been a failure until like Figma, and Figma's amazing. Uh-huh. That's like the first product I've cared about. It's it's been mm. interesting. Like I had to distance myself from every other product. But you you talked about what worked and what didn't work, and then how you like approached fixing it. Uh-huh. And at Buffer, over the course of like two years, that was really impressive. Cool. So yeah. I use it as a reference a lot mm. on Immutable, one, another podcast I do, and you should put that back up so I can actually link to it. Thanks. Thank you, man. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm, you're blushing I'm, and sweating. I'm blushing. I'm sweating. And you literally have like, I think you're, like 23, you're, you're 23 years old and you have a better portfolio than anyone My I know. My eyes right now are the Your little stars. Into an emoji. My, I'm the Steven Universe eyes right <laughs> now. I love you so much. <laughs> that is just the best show. Do you have a portfolio online? I, it's 20 no i don't um i actually it's funny i do wait you went to say 2016 it's 2016 2016. what does that mean what's a portfolio do we does anybody do i guess portfolios are still a thing online i have never built a portfolio really yeah um i remember so i i assume they are still a thing i remember there was a time before like twitter and before facebook and Mm -hmm. all like like essentially the modern social internet yeah we're like as a portfolio like that was your that was your spot. That's that was you. your like, uh-huh. you know, we were talking about Ready Player One earlier and this idea that you can like build worlds. Uh-huh. Um, like that was like your corner of the internet it was like, this is a digital representation of me and my abilities. And I feel like now, like maybe it's, maybe it's, I don't, as I get older, I, I care less and less about like the actual work that 
I'm producing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a horrible thing to say. Um, no, I care we about the- We should talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's um, interesting. No, I care about the work, but I don't, the older I get, the less I want that to be a representation of who I am to people. And I want it to be more about like the things that I'm saying and like the thing, like, I, I feel like that the modern, so like Facebook, Twitter, whatnot, I think those are in a lot of ways, I'm sorry, I'm unpacking this as I'm saying it. Um, I haven't thought about this before, but I wonder if they're in, in like better representations of like who we are as people. Like when I look at like Twitter, like if I was like, say like, who am I? Like just on the internet, like I'd say, I'll go to my Twitter page. You know, yep. like Twitter totally. is a much more like it, it's just it's random and it's brain dumpy and like i don't give a shit about what i'm saying on it and it's, it's more like, natural i'll throw some <laughs> something into the ether and like i'll share like perspectives on design but in the same breath i'll like you know post a stupid gif or look at this or, picture of a ship i found in no man's sky yeah or when i landed on a mushroom last night in no man's sky that's pretty dope like that that to me is like it's it's a way better picture of me, what I'm like in my real life. And this isn't to talk about like, oh, the digital world and the analog world being the same. This isn't that. But it's like, if there is like basically a digital representation of what I'm really like in real life, it's definitely more Twitter combined with the fact that it's like, I don't want people to like look at my work and think that's who I am. Facebook is where I share things with my friends, like right. close friends or people I care about spending time with personally over and over and family yeah you don't post on facebook exactly <laughs> i don't post on facebook either apparently i don't, I don't think i post that much i i mean I, I really do not i work at facebook but i i use it for I don't messenger post uh, yeah constantly. messenger is my my jam but yeah messenger is incredible i mean messenger is like my favorite yeah. for for even like even now like one of my favorite like just like app experiences shout I out to jean mark and <laughs> roxanne and jeremy yeah um but it, does that make sense? Like, like, and so, like, I wonder now. I guess portfolios are still a thing. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I would push. I would push back and say, like, y- your well, your background. You have Apple, Twitter, Facebook. Before that, agency work. You have before that publishing work. So you you have uh, attached to, to your name uh, these brands that, for better or worse, carry with it this. Um, implied expertise this implied right. skill and we obviously know better than that but and so it's all false and so i, I would yeah obviously <laughs> obviously not true portfolios uh, feel like dribble these but, days no no, no but they're but static. i think portfolios yeah. are, are, are really important for for someone who doesn't have that who says yeah, okay, yeah that's worked, a good point that i worked at this startup you've never heard of but we worked on interesting things and i yeah. did this well and we worked on this yeah. and it didn't work and we worked on this but i well. never had that when i like first got out here what i've luck, always done luck. is Okay, so one, I got in touch with someone I, I looked up to, but they're like, okay, can you send me some work? And I just sent all my sketch files. I'm like, this is how I work. This isn't like, here are some prepared shots. Yeah. This is just everything I do. Just here. Right. Here's all the things I've done over the past year. But, but I mean, the val- part of the value in a portfolio, I mean, I, when I think about like some of the early portfolios that I built, like it's like this idea, like portfolios product, you know, like that was like the thing. It's like I was building all this other stuff for other people, but like your portfolio was like the hardest thing to do. Cause that was like your thing, you know? And, and it's like a personal website. It's impossible to build. Oh, it's, it's the worst. And so, but like there was theater to that. And I, th- I, th- I think one thing that like sometimes gets lost in like product, digital product software making is like the theater of presentation and the theater of story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like there's, there are a handful of, of like, 
tech brands that are like better at than others. You know, I think obviously like Apple does a really good job of telling a story around like technology and their products. Um, I think, Hey, this is a laptop. You want this laptop. Mm -hmm. That's a good story. Is that their new commercial? No, but that's where you just like playing the video. I'm like, this this is, (laughs) this is just the laptop I'm getting now. But you know what I mean? Like they do a, a good job at like telling the stories and like, you know, there's definitely like this mindset of like, I think that exists out here. It's like, Oh, just let the thing be the thing, you know, like it tells its own story, but like people, people have a hard time connecting those dots sometimes. Well, that's like the build it and they will come mentality. The portfolio thing is like you connecting dots for people in some ways. And it's like, there's a, a, an element of theater to a portfolio presentation. Uh, If I'm being honest, I I feel like puppetry, but if I, if I'm being honest, I think I had a great conversation uh, the other day with Ryan Morrison, shout out Ryan. Uh, He's like, should I, build my own website or should is I this, just host on medium? Is this Ryan mm-hmm. Morrison, the one who did our signy tales logo? Yes. Uh, my personal opinion is like build your own thing. And I think yeah. the, the trend in the last year or two is either redirect to medium and share mm-hmm. your thoughts, which I understand the sentiment behind or redirect to dribble or redirect to like a, or just use a Squarespace or something right. like that. Well, his um, whole site the, is a menu to other things. It's a, it's called, it's literally Ryan.menu. There's something that I really awesome. miss about, I don't know, five, six years ago where every single person had this opinion on like what oh, a yeah. personal website should be. And, yeah, yeah. and it had a blog and it had a portfolio and it had an about oh, section. Yeah. And it had a contact page. A contact page doesn't exist anymore. It's just like link tweet at me. Right. Yeah. Or it links um, off to your So maybe Twitter. I'm just like stuck in this old web no, world, I don't, but I, I yeah. you sort are. Of, you're I sort ancient, basically. Yeah, I, um, I sort of miss that. You're the oldest 23-year-old no, in the world. That's why I made my own website. It's like, this is an expression of me and it's just white and gray and like, that's how... <laughs> that's what, that's me. That, I'm just white. Yeah. <laughs> Race issues aside, I'm just my white and tall. Is... You have to use it in a narrow perspective <laughs> so it's like really... I mean, this is a podcast, you guys. My website is white and gray. Uh, I, I don't... But you don't have a portfolio. I, I don't. I So what I was going to say is I don't, but I do. It's just like super, super buried and it's super old. It hasn't been updated like since 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's hard. It's hard too. being out here. Being out here too is hard because it's like, I you know, you're working on things that portfolios to me feel like if I put something on my portfolio, it needs to be like very singular in that like I worked on it, you know? Um, because totally. there's that like association and it's like when you work at these like big companies now, it's like, you know, even when like something relates like, oh, I worked on that. It's like, I worked on that. That's like not my thing. And there's so many, it's like a movie, you know, I it's like, on it, that but always so did, makes me deeply so did two PMs and engineering yeah. manager, yeah, yeah. design manager, 20 engineers, like when I think about three it, other designers. It's, it's, it's always struck me as weird when like, like movies, for example, like, so I've got a buddy that works down in LA who's a sound designer, um, and works on like pretty big films and uh he's like working on this like new disney animated film that the rock is doing um moana yeah yeah yeah. rock the dwayne johnson <laughs> dwayne the <laughs> rock the dwayne <laughs> rock Wait, the casbah okay so you've been listening to griffin mcelroy cool <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um you know and and one thing that's always like struck me about movies this is kind of like segueing into like talking about movies but um for a second at least perfect um you know there's there's this segment of people that always like bitch and moan about how much movies cost you know and like when i lived in new york it was like 17 or 18 dollars to go to like a just a normal evening movie not in 3d it was just like to go to a movie was with your with your wife or your girlfriend i I would definitely pay more to not go in 3d yeah 
Really? I hate 3D so much. <laughs> um, it, yeah, okay. You're going to hate the future. Um, Dude, Star Wars in 3D was terrible, but in 2D <sighs> it was wonderful. I just want to walk away from this right now. <laughs> I love The anyway, Force Awakens, but 3D anyway, is bullshit. The, anyway, the point is different. The point is very different. No, it's different. not. <laughs> 3D is bullshit. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's like, you know, usually like when movies come out, you know, all the press like focuses on like the star, like the, the, the stars of the movie, like the actors and then the director. The director always gets like kind of like top billing. That's a legal requirement, I believe. Is it a legal requirement? That's like a... Uh, union thing. Are you just like pulling my leg? No, I think that's actually a thing, like a uh, Screen Actors Guild thing. Like, they, oh, is it? It's specific about how titles are laid out. Oh, okay. Well, keep even going, in the press? keep going. I think I know where Anyways, you're going. Anyways, what's yeah. interesting to me is is always, like when I I'm always fascinated like when the credits roll. Like when you yeah, s- yeah, yeah. when you see a when you see like the number of people that like work on these things. You know, like thousands of people sometimes it's insane and like when you talk about like now the fact especially given the fact that now like the only movies that release are just basically like superhero movies and like Mm -hmm. you know like which are the only movies that matter (laughs) are they what's the point of a movie that isn't a superhero movie anyways um um, like these these huge like tentpole movies it's even more i mean it's just like thousands of people like work on these things and then it's like oh i pay 50 i get to pay and and so there's that element of it and then there's elements of just like time, you know, like when you hear and like, I, I keep up a lot with like the film industry and like television industry. And, you know, you, you read some of these stories sometimes about these scripts that have taken like, you know, decades sometimes to like get off the ground. Like there's, you know, just a normal movie, like the production time on a normal movie from like pre-production to like the release sometimes could be like seven, eight, nine years. Like, A, I can't imagine like dedicating seven or eight years to any single thing, any single product. Um, you know, like, well, do you think they did that or do you think they wrote it like early on and then like updated it occasionally? Sometimes it's like that. Sometimes it's like a personal website. Sometimes, I mean, they, <laughs> I, they I literally like <laughs> it takes them that, that long to like get it off. And even like production sometimes can take a couple of years, you know, two, yeah, three years totally. Um, from like when film rolls on it to like, but once it's production to release, it's like, yeah, more or less done. Right, like they they kind of pass it off. It often gets rewritten by. I mean, it depends. It depends on. We're getting way too deep into yeah, this we're metaphor. Getting, this is not. Yeah, I think film the point, details. The point stands. Yeah, the point stands. Anyways, the point is, is, there's like all of these people working on things. So all that to bring that back to like portfolio. I, if I think about like the stuff I've worked on since, since 2009, I would have a hard time putting anything on it because of the assumed nature of like it being on my own website it would have to be qualified at so many different levels. Like, Oh yeah, I did this. I did this and I did this, but they were all like, that's not calling into the fact that like, I, I feel like products now, like software almost needs like credits, like after the end of a movie. Cause there's so many people that touch these a Mark things. Zuckerberg production. Yeah. Right. Sketch <laughs> what, file. What was, the, what was, was the thing on the office that Michael Scott, a Michael Scott joint or whatever. A Michael, a Michael Scarn joint. A Michael <laughs> Scarn, detective Michael Scarn. Freeze. Agent Michael Scarn. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Agent. Yeah. Um, so yeah. level midnight, even, even if I could do a portfolio, even if I was like, Oh hell yeah. Like I'm doing my portfolio again because I, I totally, I totally feel you. Like I miss that element. I miss like the site itself being kind of a playground for just like perspective, like, like opinion and, and point of view and aesthetics. And, um, but if I think about like the stuff that I worked on since 2009, I would have a hard time putting anything on that other than like 
side projects, mm-hmm. you know, and his side projects, like really uh, the, the best representation of who you are as a designer. I don't know. So, yeah, I think part of the danger of that is people that work on big team productions might put it on their portfolio. And then in an interview, get called out on the fact that they oh, totally. were a small part of it. So you, if you're going to do that, you have to be pretty honest about your yeah. contribution. Like I worked on newsfeed. Yeah. You did not design newsfeed. Yeah. You worked with a hu- massive team that has 10 years of, of history behind it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's not even like talking about like the legacy, like designers right. that worked on right. it, you know? Right. Um, it wasn't always newsfeed. It wasn't always timeline. Like yeah. there's, no, it was right. the wall. Right. Like, right. Yeah. And it builds off everything. I would be amiss if I didn't ask, uh, because I think it is such a unique product to work on newsfeed. Yes. It's one of the most seen products in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, how's your experience been? You've been here for, or at Facebook for seven months? Yeah, about about seven months. What's I guess? it been like? Like, was newsfeed what you expected it to be? Not, like, not how did not your expectations sort of manifest? I. It's funny. I don't think I've I've been thinking about this a lot, like the past few months. Um, as I feel like I finally kind of like started to understand parts of the, some parts of the product. I don't think I, I knew what to expect. I, I think I thought I knew what to expect. What do you Um, mean? So it's fun. It's, it's newsfeed feels like one of those things that just is, you know, it like, (laughs) it's one of the great institutions of the modern world. (laughs) Well, no, it's just like, it like is what it is. And it's like, when you say like, Oh, how would you change that? Or like, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to have an opinion on that in a lot of ways. And in, in, I think even in the stuff that like, as I was like trying to, as I was like, okay, like looks like this Facebook thing is going to be like what I'm doing next. I was really like trying to dive into like what my opinions of it were or, or what I thought it was going to be like to like work on it. Um, and, it, and it's hard to get to that place because like so much what you see, you're, you're so used to seeing day in and day out. Um, that thing in a lot of ways, like it, that kind of like skewed my perception of it. And it's been interesting, man. I, I have never worked on something so complex um, and not com- even complex from like a visual or like component standpoint, but just complex from a standpoint of like has so many people that see it every day and use it every day and like there's you know, so many people who've worked changes. on it yeah yeah and how do you approach working on a product with a 10 year i tenure i have no idea and, and i think being there seven months i'm just beginning to scratch the surface of like what it means to work on it you know and what it means to like design for it and so i i'm kind of in a place where i yeah i I, I don't really have an answer. It's just, yeah. it's, it's been a learning experience. I'm still in the middle of it. So well, how, how have you approached having a seven month spin up? So Brian talked about this when he joined Facebook. He's like, I've been here six months. I feel like I've just started to like mm-hmm. be able to do my thing. How has that been for you? Like that can be really frustrating, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really, it, not only is it, is it, been frustrating it's kind of like I, i've been really like questioning i've been looking into the puddle like Derek zulander like who am i who like, am i who am i um <laughs> the puzzle yeah. shrugs back the puddle. <laughs> yeah got the black um <laughs> i got the black lung pup <laughs> it's been a lot of i love that movie it's been a lot of just like trying to figure out and come to terms with like what like how do i exist in this space, you know, like, what do I bring to the table, you know? And, and 
as like a visual designer, like it, it's a pretty like kind of like tried and true and tested like to the integrate. It's like very, you know, like what you're using is like very optimized and, 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 and very dialed in. And it's like, as somebody who likes to come in and like, kind of like blow things up, you know? Um, so a designer, cool. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, you know, um, it's, it's, it's really been a challenge to kind of come to terms with that. And it's, it's been this, this exercise in like trying to find pockets, you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, where can I, where can I like make a difference, you know? And, and it's not even like a, there's, there's definitely an element of like selfishness in that, you know, there's definitely this element of like, I want to feel fulfilled and I want to feel like I'm making a difference, but um, it's like, I want to make my mark. Eh, no, maybe. Maybe that's part I, I of it. People, that's probably part of it, whether you realize just, it or not. Yeah, there's like an innate desire to like be a thing that helped yeah. improve this thing for so no, many people. No, totally, totally. I mean, you don't want to like make it worse. Yeah, you know. So you do want to make it better. But then Corey Westerhold, the designer who made it worse, <laughs> dude, I could use that a lot of. A lot of um, can I use that? Yes. Um, Change your Twitter. No copyright. Bryn Jackson. <laughs> Making it worse. Twenty sixteen. Um, but then there's this element of just like being true to the product and like not wanting to make the product worse. Um, so I, I will tell this little anecdote from Twitter. Um, so I, I, I was dealing with this thing at Twitter for a while. Um, it was not, I think in a lot of ways, like I, I kind of like screwed up. Um, like I was launching, I was in the middle of launching my own app um, and I tried to be like super present, but there's just, there are boundaries in which we reach that we just, we only have enough of ourselves that we can give to things. And because I was doing two things at the same time, I, I wasn't able to invest as fully as I could have at Twitter. So it's that element of it. Then there was an element of it of just like, it was the first product I had to work on that was like very like, uh, you know, data and metrics driven. Um, and I had a hard time kind of coming to terms with that. And in a lot of in a lot of instances, I was like, I was just like running into like friction and like butting heads with people. And I mean, I, I know you guys have had like Mike D, Mike Davidson on here. And, and we've, I remember just like on a handful of times, just like pulling him aside and us going to a room and maybe just being like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to handle the situation, you know? Mike D is like the number one person I would go to even not oh working on Twitter to, to say yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Mike's amazing. Um, anyways, there were multiple instances in which I said to people like it was, it would probably be better for the company and for the product for me to not be working on the product because of what this product is and because of the direction that this product is going. Um, and I feel like my opinion of it was getting in the way sometimes of what it needed to be. And so I wanted to kind of, I ended up just like, removing myself from that because I felt like me continuing to butt heads with people was like a detriment to the team and a detriment to the thing that I was working on. And so in a lot of ways, like when I think about newsfeed, it's, it's, it's hard to think about it. Cause it's like you, there is this element of like wanting to make a mark. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, but then there's this, this, this really fine line of like finding your, your kind of niche and, and where you can have an impact on it, but also like not try to insert yourself too much where it like does damage to the product. And yeah. so that's kind of the line I've been walking and it, it's, it's hard, man. It's really, really hard. And so I don't know what that'll end up being, you know, like, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that's going to be, but, um, it's you, a fun journey. It's a rad team, like working for Jeff's awesome and, and the company's awesome and I love being there, but I'm still trying to like 
find my my kind of niche do you it. think working on a product for that many people has improved the way you empathize with people has it changed it like you have to empathize with a, a lot of people you do um like robin robin Cledier works on that team yeah and that man is an empathy sponge yeah like holy shit he's like a ditto pokemon right like <laughs> he can, wow, I didn't he get can that empathize reference. with everyone ditto can turn into any other pokemon okay does this make does this conversation make more sense now, Corey? It does. <laughs> now that I understand the Ditto Pokemon reference. Let me make a GoBots reference. Um, make a GoBots reference. Make I actually a, don't know GoBots at a all. A mask reference. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to... I don't know if it has yet, if I'm being honest. Um, I would love to say like, oh yeah, like... I'm a worldly I'm, designer. <laughs> I'm, I'm an, a walking empathy sponge. Um, I don't know if it has yet, solely for the fact that like... I've been trying to like come to terms with the scale of that thing mm-hmm. and and the impact that like changes have to that thing. Um, and I'm not even talking about like money or like bottom line or any of that stuff. I'm just like I'm talking about like the impact that it has on users and the impact that it has on the way people like understand the thing that they're using. Like and maybe that is empathy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, well, it's understanding it and there's like innately feeling that thing. And I, yeah, I always yeah. wonder what the difference is, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's not a clear delineation. I don't know if it has yet. Okay. Um, yeah, because it, nobody, I mean, unless you've worked on it, like nobody's really worked on a product of that scale. Cause it's like digital product wise and software wise. It, it has maybe like, mm-hmm. well, you go like OS's. You know, if you work on yeah, you can say like Windows, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, they they probably experience the same the same thing. You know, if you work on Android, if you work on, you know, like I, if you work at HI at at Apple and you work on the actual like building blocks of no, like the OS, Mac doesn't have as many users as Facebook does, though. Mac does. No, no, no. But iOS, does. iOS does. Does it? Android does. iOS sold. A, See, uh, I don't know. They just though. sold their billion device. That, that feels a little hand wavy. A billion. I a billion devices. It's a billion sold. devices. That's. I don't know how many active users. Probably they have. hundreds of millions. I mean, you gotta think though. If you if you work on Android, that's billions. That's billions. Yeah. Who works on Android though? Who does work on Android? <laughs> so this is another thing. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there's people. There. How, how do you feel as about, I reach for my Android phone? How do you feel about? Designers who double carry. Um, double carry meaning an iOS device because that's their device. Did you guys watch Breaking Bad? An Android Did you guys device. watch Breaking Bad? Yes. yes. It is a half. It feels like a half measure to me. Uh-huh. It's like, yeah, I, I, I get it, and it's like I, I want to at least like it. commit. No, it's not like it's no whole ass one thing. Whole ass it. Yeah, whole ass it. You know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Android why I, is ass. <laughs> you know, whole ass. Is it though? <laughs> Speak. Whoa. Pull out your phone. Oh, I'm gonna assume you're using an an iPhone because you've got an Apple Watch on. Yes. Um, have you used Android? Yes. When? When I was working at Sidewire, and when I was working at Shop Savvy before that. Okay. What What versions were those when you were using it? Uh, was always, that pre Lollipop? So I used N. Okay, so you use... Yep, so I was working with a really talented Android developer at Sidewire. Like, he was, like, my favorite person to be around. Uh, So it made it really easy to, like, spend time on Android. Mm -hmm. But all of my knowledge came pretty much directly from him. Okay. Uh, Continue your thought, though, because Bryn is... And then... He's he's just being confrontational. Oh. No, I wasn't actually trying to be confrontational. He's got his fists up, so, <laughs> old-timey style. <laughs> Fisticuffs. Bryn is climbing over the table. I, I yes. first, so I first encountered Android when I was working at an IT help desk and Android 2.1 had just come out. Ooh, old days. The good Eclair? old days. Is that, is that what it's Eclair? called? 
something like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm like trying to like count like that. backwards with my letters. Um, so it was like, it was, I feel like Android is like, there's like the pre, was it like KitKat yeah. era? Mm-hmm. 4.4. And I'm not, so literally like, last if, if you guys, year then? I'm assuming that nobody that uses Android listens to this podcast. So probably most not. designers, Sick let's be burns. honest. You're going to get so many tweets, dude. <laughs> I don't care. Bring them on. I don't care. I don't give a shit. Bring them on. Um, yeah, like it's funny. Like when I sit in meetings, like every designer I I know like carries iOS, carries an iPhone, um, which is fine. iPhones are great to use. I've been I waited in line for the very first iPhone at the Fifth Avenue store in New York. I waited in line at that store, the Fifth Avenue store, for years for every single iPhone, every single iPad. It's funny. I found an article. I was looking for something, a picture of me um, for somebody the other day, and I came across this old article from like the New York daily news on the launch day of the original iPad. And there's an, an interview with me and he's like, they had a photographer and I'm like using this iPad. I was like, my initial thought was like, Oh my God, I'm so skinny. Like I saw that photo and I was like, I look so young. Um, but I mean, I've been, I worked it out. Like I, I've been an iPhone user for almost a decade now, you know, like an avid, like advocate of, of the iPhone and of iOS. Um, but like there was this thing that happened when I went, to when I went to Twitter is like, I, I remember somebody sharing me with like some of the, like the, the numbers for like the user base of Twitter and like the percentages of people that were on iPhones versus the percentage of people that were on like um, on iOS Android and or on, on iOS Android, versus Android. Yeah. Um, and it, it blew, it blew my mind. And then when you go to Facebook, it's even, it's, it's like, I don't know what the numbers are, but like a, a tremendously Significant user a significant base. Significant number of more people are on use Android that use the products than iOS and the iPhone, and so it was, using Facebook Home, right? Dude, I've got. I'll. I will tweet a picture of it. I've. I what was bought, it called? The Motorola One or something? It like was. That? It was not Motorola. It was HTC One. HTC One. I've got it. I I actually pulled out of a drawer the other day. Um, it's got a cracked screen because the day I got it, we were at a coffee shop, and. He says it was an accident. A buddy I worked with, this guy Fabio, um, who's an Airbnb now, he like bumped into me and knocked the phone out of my hand. I literally had it like 20 minutes. Had just gotten it set up, fell, landed face down on the concrete, shattered the whole screen. So, And then they wouldn't take it back or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, What was the first phone? The G1 with the giant chin? Uh, yeah. I, I don't remember. I, was, I, I didn't really use it. The first Android that- phone I had was the original Nexus. That and the HTC Evo were the first phones that we got at the company I was working at the IT desk for. And so, oh man, we'd work through a lot of things. But anyways, you've a majority, a majority of people. I would go. I don't know the numbers. uh, Oh, talking about like that are on Android versus Android versus iOS. And then every designer, you know. But every designer uses an iPhone. And so I, and I think that that has like influenced. Unless you're Stammy. (laughs) Stammy. I remember, yeah. He Stammy's just, on it. Stammy's like one of the only, but he's like one of the only ones. He just like, tweets insane combinations of numbers and letters, and I assume it's an Android phone. Six <laughs> <laughs> um, P. And for the longest time, like it 5X. made X. You know, b- before Google, and and there's gonna be somebody that li- like has followed like Android, been an Android user for like years. That's gonna go, oh, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about, or those guys don't know what they're talking about. Like, I've only, it's only been within the past. It's probably. KitKat was when I finally started to like 
toy around with it. Like kind of on this, I was still at Apple, but like I had well, a couple Android K, phones and Corey. Um, yeah, that's why it should have been Android Corey. Um, and so like, then I started like kind of like cheating with it essentially, um, from iOS. And, but then once like, like, yeah, like, so K was it lollipop? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, once lollipop had a couple years ago, like it, they, once material design kind of like became a thing, I was just like fascinated with like the interactions and with like the visual language and started using a lot, lot more. And then, yeah, like six months, I guess, into to being at, at, at Twitter, I remember hearing the stat and it, it just kind of like stuck with me. And then I just started like slowly like noticing the fact that like either everybody was only on an iPhone and only on iOS or there were a handful of people that like dual carried, you know, some of the platform guys, but like nobody just other than Stammy just was using like Android. And, and I think because of that, like Android, at least within like the the software realm, has always always felt like a second class citizen. That's why people um, don't want it more. <laughs> like, I know it's it's, <laughs> it's really frustrating. And so, like, I actually ended up like essentially like locking my iPhone in a drawer for about you know between five and six months when I was at Twitter and just using that, just using my Android phone with the express intent of like trying to like understand like some of the, like the design, like the like why interaction patterns this, this and way. like, why is, why are these things this way? What are well, ways that we can make this better? What are ways? And, and, you know, you talk about empathy. Um, I, I would, I would argue that in this, my FMP, we have no empathy for Android users. My at all. first mobile experience was design it for iOS and let the Android person interpret it. Yeah. Like, and I had, I had, I had toyed around a little bit. So before I went to that, was at Apple, um, was, I was kind of like making this transition to like, like tech products. Um, I was, uh, like an associate creative director, um, associate creative director at this little mobile shop. So you were uh, just a designer, just a designer with a title, with a halfway title. Um, and, uh, I was working ACDC. on, uh, I built a, an Android first app for simple note do you remember simple note yes um brian you're too young to remember simple note um it was only three years ago yeah no i read i actually read this weekend that they went uh he was in high school then (laughs) they went open source apparently just recently they've been i thought they were open source for a while oh were they maybe i'm wrong i don't read the internet enough i guess i use it for what's the mac desktop client that has got a crazy name there's a great speaking of note apps there's a great Evernote app for Mac called Alternote that is I've used Alternote tremendous there's one other one it has, is there a good it one has for a crazy Simple note? name I cannot think of what it Ulysses. is for the life of me no that's long before Ulysses oh that was a U- subtle Ulysses Ulysses I, I, I want to finish this train of thought really quick though. yeah yeah, yeah the, totally. the Android dual carry like yeah what's your message to, to folks that are listening that we're designing products for people around the world. And the fact is outside of the US, the percentage of people using iOS devices is oh, it's crazy. I saw much a, smaller, right? I saw an, uh, a stat last weekend, I guess, um, from India. Mm-hmm. Did you see this? Yeah. 97% of people that on mobile devices in India are on Android. Mm-hmm. And yet 197% of the designers in Silicon Valley <laughs> building the products, a lot of the products, yeah. not all, but yeah. Yeah. a lot of the products that you use are on iOS. Um, I don't know. My message would be just like stick it in a drawer for a while. You don't like get rid of it. Mm-hmm. I and mean, it's, and it's hard. It's hard to say that because I mean, the fact is, is like my entire family is on iOS, you know, like my mom and it took years to get them to like get iPhones and stuff like that. And I've got like loads of like iMessage threaded iMessage conversations, mm-hmm. like group conversations, 
um, with my family and with my friends. And there's this weird thing where when you're on Android, iMessages like screw up. And I don't know. Yep. Yeah. It's the worst. It's literally the worst. Like I, my family's converse, like our my chat, I don't get those texts. My sister and her my husband wife, are on yeah. Android and it's a shit show. Yeah. Um, and so there's that. Um, like that sucks. That does suck. And you have to like account for that and you have to like figure out other ways. Like I've, I've since had to like create a group conversation on Messenger mm-hmm. and we just use Messenger to go back and forth. We were using a Slack same. team for yeah. a while. Yeah. yeah. Who was? My family. family. Oh, that's, you were on Slack? Wow. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, before we run out of time, we're yes. already a little bit over, but you, you mentioned something earlier. All right. So we covered Android right. a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Would have been fun to talk more about it. We could go deep. Well, we can keep going, but. One of the things you mentioned earlier that I thought was really interesting was like giving your whole self to Twitter while you're working mm. on a side app, which yes. we, which was New Bible, right? Which I wrote about, yes. Which Thank I think you. is awesome. Yeah, you were, you were so complimentary. Uh, like, uh, I blushed when I was reading it. Uh, well, you actually, you actually, not to interrupt you, you noticed like nobody. There have been, I don't think anybody's noticed almost every single thing, every single little design deed. Every little detail yes. within it's, it's in the name in that app, uh-huh. dude. I I honest, I was trying to. You had even texted me. You were like, "Is there anything I missed?" I don't think you missed any. I think you got every single like little like nuance to it. I and missed so, thank one, you. but I added it in after. Did you? Yeah. Which one was it? If you're viewing a chapter and then you swipe left again, you get the chapters on the right as like a as a oh, list. Oh yeah, yeah, it's super hidden. I added that. Yeah. It is Very it is hidden. the no man's sky of Bible I software. <laughs> you just drop in and figure it out. Um talk to me a little bit. You said it's really hard to be your full self or to like bring everything, your your full attention to to your day job when you're doing this side thing. Right. And I think about this a lot. Like we we do this this podcast twice a week. We do uh, the Spec Network, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of an ongoing thing, and then of course day jobs. And and this has just been on my mind. Like, how do you make sure that you're you're committing fully to a day job while also being successful in the things that are that are fulfilling outside of that? Could you just share a little more, like your experience there with building yeah. the two things and and how you navigated that? Yeah, I mean. I definitely think it's possible, you know, like I, I, I definitely think it's, it's possible to do like multiple, like to, to do side projects and like still give yourself wholly to your day job and like honor the fact that these people are like trusting you to like build these things. And I just like, honestly, like the new Bible thing was the first side project that I had done. I mean, I had done some like contract work here and there, like little like website things and like some branding things, but it was, it wasn't like, product stuff or software stuff. Um, I just think it's balance. You know, I just, I think I regret like whole, I'm, I'm trying to unpack this as I talk. I think a lot of it was the fact that like we, so we paid for the thing completely out of pocket, me and Aaron. Um, and because of that, like we were, when we hired the, the development <laughs> team that we hired, we were like on a very tight development schedule because of like how much it cost and because that was out of pocket like we were like we're really trying to stick to that i think if we went back and did that again it was like okay bring on like a third partner who is like a tech partner that like actually could like do a lot of development and we've since been able to like find this this amazing developer this guy zach um lives in kentucky actually who's been like working with us and helping us but um i think if you do it it it's just like being responsible with your time and being responsible with how you balance your time. And if you're mindful of that, 
I th- I think you can do cyber. Like the fact that you, like you guys do so much is crazy to me, you know. But like I look at that and I'm like, oh wow, you guys must be really good at balancing out like your time because I've seen some of your work at at Facebook and it's like great and it, and it's like huh. and that's not to say like you can't do good work there. Like I feel like I when I look back on the work I did at Twitter, I, I'm proud of like some of the stuff I did. Um, I just part of me wonders like. Could I have done better with my relationships there? Could I have done better with investing into the design team there and, and getting to know the, my coworkers better? And I I do regret that um, because I was just, this was like the first thing I had done on my own, honestly, that I kind of like put my name on um, outside of like freelance and like contract work. And so because of that, I was like, I wanted it to be incredible. And that just like came at a cost because I, well, that, and then just the timing issue and the money issue making, which like caused us to just like have to essentially do two jobs at one time. I think if we, we went back and did it again, development would be like much more drawn out, sure. um, maybe over the course of a year instead of like four months. Um, so we, I could have like do you, been better at my job, I guess. Do you want to dive back into side projects? Do you have anything you want to build or are, are you pretty, um, do you want to go back and focus full time on like this man newsfeed day job kind of thing? So, I mean, there's definitely some things that are kind of percolating um, right after as we you did it. As you do, as you percolate. I um, love that, I love that. No, there's a couple of things. Like there's there's other areas I'd love to take New Bible. Um, I just, it's funny, like, so we we dropped our iPad, the iPad version of our app in January. For the first couple of months I was at Facebook, we were working on development of the iPad version, so the universal version of, of the app. And I remember the first couple of months just being like a blur. I was just, I couldn't keep my head above water. Um, and then we finally shipped it, I guess it was in March, we finally shipped um, the iPad in March. I didn't have to like worry about two things. Um, so my day job at Facebook and then the new Bible thing. Um, it was just like a huge like weight lifted off my shoulders. And I was like, oh man, like I would go into work every day. I'm like, this is making so much more sense now. Like <laughs> I'm not like yeah. in my off hours, like when I'm in my car listening to music, like thinking about the things that I think about, I'm not thinking about two things. I can think about the problems I need to think about at Facebook and Facebook problems. And that was great. And And so right now I'm kind of the mind that like, man, I just want to like, there's so much to know and so much to learn. And like, yeah, you know, I, I mentioned the, 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 the coworker thing and with Twitter and not feeling like I invested in people like I could have. Um, I just want to do that for a while, you know? And, and I'm like, if these ideas are good ideas, they'll be good ideas, you know, a year or two from now. That was the hardest thing at Sidewire was like, what can, like on my way to work every day, I'd be like, well, what would make this better for the design community? And on the way home, I'd be like, what would make this better for the political news community, which is something I do not care mm-hmm. about at all. But now it's like, what would be the best for the design As community? As you're wearing your Trump hat. All the time. Yeah. If you don't stop wearing your Donald Trump hat to these make, recordings. Make Boca great again. Make design, teals great, design details great again. We've we've been <laughs> slacking. I'm offended. No. <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. I was uh, trying to like make it relevant you know, to now. All right, jokes, Trump. Jokes have taste. Corey to them. Yeah. Trumpter hold. Corey. <laughs> I'll yeah, come across I, this table. I I, uh, I totally hear what you're saying. For me personally, I I wonder if it's also like, is it good to only think about one thing? Hmm. The investing the people, I, I find that's hard to argue against. Does it make you insular? Yeah, but like hmm. only focusing on Facebook problems is that. A good thing or a bad thing, 
probably not binary. Yeah, only versus, focus for yeah. Only focus on problems for a billion people. Like that's that's no, no, pretty no, no, selfish. No, no, no. I, no, I, th- time, I think yeah. it's important to think about your personal fulfillment as well. Like no, totally. Are you personally fulfilled by like okay, great, I have all this free time to think about Facebook. Yeah. But is that what you mm. want to do? Is that fulfilling for you? Right now, yes. Okay. That could change. Like sure. that, that could literally change tomorrow. I could go to work tomorrow yeah. and be like, "What can I do for that yeah. planet made of emerald?" <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I. You know, I've. I've yeah, I, I. I think there will be time. I think that ebbs and flows. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think that's true? Like, yep. part of me thinks that ebbs and flows, and like there will be times that like my job won't be fulfilling. Just right now, Facebook is fulfilling. Yeah. So like that's great. Yeah. Um. And that's what I'm going to focus on. Um, there will be times that it that, won't be that fulfilling. That's you. just the reality of our work, you know. Like, yeah. like there's this idea that not to rant, but that working for these companies is just like rainbows and flowers, and it is, and it's great. You have and a like, roof. Feel like very lucky, and like we're we're everybody seeing this room right now is like very very lucky, and like to, to do the things that we do. But there are times that it's just like not. It's like mar- like marriage is amazing, but there are times that it is not amazing, you know, but that's part of it, you know, like sometimes it's boring and sometimes it's not, you know, sometimes like, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's not, you know, yep. and, and you know, your this relationship your best with your, friend, but sometimes you don't like them. Yeah. Uh, I feel like this is getting very pointed. That's how I feel about Brian. Sometimes <laughs> um, Brian, Brian's like my unmarried best friend, but yeah. also sometimes I hate him. Yeah. Thanks, um, but that's what like makes the good stuff. Great. Right now. It's great. But there, I'm, I know there will be times where like, oh, I want to do those things that I want to do on the side, you know? But I, I think moving forward, using, talking about learning from our mistakes, I think my mistake was like the balance. And like when I do it again, I'm going to be like much, much more mindful of that balance that needs to exist between like my day job and like my side projects. Because those are so important. I mean, I did that talk, uh, you know, a couple months ago. At um, all conf- Yeah. At all conference. Talk buddies. Um, talk buddies. High five. His talk was um, right after mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, we both yeah. got super nervous. Speak for yours. Was I nervous? You were terrified, dude. <laughs> we talked to Chipotle and you're oh, like, I, I don't was. know. So am I, I wasn't gonna, nervous am I still at all do this? until you asked me that question. And then I started to get like really nervous. Like the, <laughs> the like 10 minutes beforehand is like the nerve, the nervous point yeah. for me. So it was um, pretty entertaining. Cool. Glad you were entertained. I, I re- Are you not entertained? <laughs> is that that was my perfect uh, Russell Crowe? I, I tweeted that a picture great. of his intro slide, and it was the coolest shit. Your intro slide was dope. That Thank was you. amazing. Thank you. You didn't talk enough about Silicon Valley. I didn't. Did I? Hmm. Well, the whole thing wasn't to talk just about Silicon Valley. But that's how you pitched it. It was survival. false advertising. Okay. I love okay. you. Okay. <laughs> Corey. Yes. We are well over time. That was really fast, man. That it was, was great. really fast. Yeah. We're, like, and, we're like a full half hour over. And to be oh, honest, really? I feel like we glossed through some stuff that would be really fun to deep dive in next time. But until yeah. then, uh, we always ask at the very end, what keeps you up at night? Stranger Things. <laughs> Indeed. The what, keeps me, what do you mean what keeps me up at night? Like Interpret it as you will. What keeps me up at night? Um, I, don't, I don't really have an answer for this. What are the uh, things you worry give me a about? Second. Yeah, we can yeah, take. Yeah. What are the things I worry about? Um... It's not it's not design stuff though. Great. What is it? Good. Um I mean like right now I just like worry about how much ore you're going to get on Emerald Planet tomorrow. Yeah, re- like the past Yo, there's no the ore. It's days, just Emerald straight up. Sorry. Um, no, I th- I think recently like and this is going to get this is not 
like the coolest thing to say, but perfect. I mean, I've been like, honestly, like I've been worried about being out here, you know, I've been worried about like just the realities of like living in Palo Alto, California, you know, and like paying the rent that you have to pay being in Palo Alto, California. And, you know, like my, my life and my wife and whether she's happy and, and the relationship, her happiness has to my happiness. And, um, you know, she was really amazing. Like when we got the opportunity to move out here, like she didn't like ask a question. She was just like, let's go, you know, which was like very selfless of her. And so, um, you know, I'm, I, I, I think like, you know, living in New York for so long, um, you get kind of accustomed to like a rhythm, you know, and like, our rhythm out here has been very, very different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just like coming in terms of that and whether or not we want to move to San Francisco and or move to Oakland or where we want to do it, you know? So that's really been it. Nothing, no design details. <laughs> I keep no, saying the name. That's great. Of the uh, we, podcast. we appreciate the branding <laughs> plug, honestly. Um, um, cool. Well, where can people follow you and, and the Get things that you're going to be doing next? Um, just follow me on Twitter. Um, <laughs> what? And that number up. Hey, buddy. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I the think question's supposed to be where can people get in touch? <laughs> where can people, how do, do you want yeah. to do that over? No, Twitter's great. Yeah, just find me on Twitter. Um, reach out, say hi. Sweet. Um, Corey with a K. I am Corey with Westerhold. A K. Yes, Corey Westerhold. It's at I A M K O R Y. Great name. Thanks so much for hanging out. Dude, thanks for having me. This, this was awesome. This was fun. Thanks. I mean, not awesome. No, it was awesome. This is great. That was episode 157. Thank you to Corey for coming and hanging out with us on a Sunday. That was weird. We hung out for like three hours and this was like the last hour of that. Super fun. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, shout at us. We're on Twitter at Design Details FM. If you want to listen to more podcasts right now, just go to spec.fm in your browser. We have more shows about design and development to help you level up. Of course, if you want to chat with people or chat with us, join our Slack team. That's at spec.fm slash Slack. We also have a new YouTube channel. There is no link for that. We're starting some new video shows. Marshall Bach and I are doing a show called Constructive. That's going to be up there very soon. But also, Inspect is up there every week. That's our public critique that is hosted by one of your favorite designers and me. I kind of ruin it, but it's fine. It's no big deal. But we'll put a link in the show notes. New stuff coming. Go check it out. Show notes. You can also just follow along on our Twitter, at SpecFM. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoy it. Hope you enjoy our other shows. Uh, Of course, never hesitate to get in touch and give us feedback. You can chat with all of our hosts, all of our shows at spec.fm slash slack. We'll see you next week.